Let's talk hockey. Welcome back to the Into the Den podcast, San Diego Sabres-centered podcast, of course. My name is Andrew Legre, joined, as always, by my brother, Austin. How are you doing today? Doing good, man. Uh, as always, ready to just talk some more hockey, of the Sabres variety specifically. And, you know, just get down to it, down to business. Absolutely. It's been a couple weeks now, a couple uh, series against some Pacific Division teams since our last episode. Uh, so we're going to get into a little bit of what has gone on since then in this episode and also to the upcoming series against the Lake Tahoe Lakers at Carlsbad Icetown. A three-game series coming up, which we don't have a lot of these days. We had plenty of three-game series back in the WSHL days, but seems this year in the USPHL, trying to keep them to two-game series, which I personally don't mind, but definitely going to be a grind coming up this weekend against a 10-1 and team in the Lake Tahoe Lakers. Yeah, absolutely. These, these Lakers are – they are no joke. They are absolutely running through the Pacific Division right now, and hopefully we can be ones to stop them. Yeah, it's going to be a tough task, but these boys are rolling after getting a victory in their last game played at home. First home victory of the year for the boys against the Long Beach Shredders. If you've been following along on our social media channels, you will have seen today, uh, since we're recording here on Thursday afternoon, that we have brought in some defensive reinforcements in the form of Hampus Knutsen, a Swedish defender. So that adds to our Swedish players here for the Sabres, now up to three. And we'll see what happens from there. But, um, yeah, definitely needed reinforcements on the defense. Of course, you know, we've been uh, short a couple of players the last couple of games, and a couple of guys would go down with injury. So I always have an, another guy in the mix for that decor. Definitely can't be a bad thing. Yeah, absolutely, especially on a D-line that has been kind of struggling in the past few series. Nothing too bad to worry about. It's more just bad puck bounces and, you know, just overall puck handling. But to add just another guy back there, especially some guy who's been playing in Sweden, they play at a higher level than any American hockey you're going to find here. And it's just – it's going to bolster that defense up so that now we can get into getting out of our own offensive zone and getting more pucks to the opponent's net. Yeah, we'll have to see what he brings to the table for this team. Obviously, I haven't seen him play yet, neither of you. Um, but, you know, we can hope to expect a little bit of a blue line presence. I think personally we're going to need some more shots coming in from distance from the blue line, maybe get some rebounds of our own in the front of the net that has been our Achilles heel on the other end of the ice on defense for us so far this year. A lot of bad bounces. So if we can be the beneficiary of some of those bounces – bring in some pucks from the blue line. Good things happen. Yeah, definitely. It works for pretty much any team you see out there. You got your guy in the back line just standing right there on the blue, wide open. He takes that wide open shot, even if it's not going straight in the net, coming off of a pad and already having one of your wingers up there on the net ready to go, it just helps you win games more. I can count back on plenty of opportunities we've had in any of the series we've had, whether it's win or lose, where there'd be a shot coming off the back line, but there'd be no one there because the shot was being taken by the center or left or right winger. Now that we have someone there to shoot the puck over there and actually have someone for the rebound, I think it's going to add a lot more to the goal totals for the Sabres coming up in the near future. 
And he is coming straight from Swedish Division Two, which is the second highest league in Sweden, if I am not mistaken. So he's been playing with some legit hockey players over there, I'm sure. So coming over here to San Diego, it's going to be interesting to see how he handles the transition and to see his skill level on the ice compared to his counterparts on the other teams here in the Pacific Division. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like, we just have one of the biggest European presences, no matter what league we're in. And honestly, it, it helps coming down. Looking back historically, Sabres that had a more European presence tend to do a little bit better. So I'm not speaking badly on any of my American players out there. But you know how it goes. Sometimes. North American players. Sorry, Canada. He didn't mean that. No, because Canada's good. <laughs> 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 got him <laughs> i guess we'll see in world juniors i think it's gone the united states way recently thanks trevor zegras yeah th- yeah thank you trevor zegras uh well anyways against lake tahoe of course we got on sunday afternoon our 1 p.m puck drop we have first responders night or day i guess 1 p.m puck drop as i said but that should be Awesome to see who ends up coming out. Hopefully we get Carlsbad PD, Carlsbad Fire out to support the boys and uh, hope to pack Carlsbad Town for that one. Yeah, definitely. And let's not stop at Carlsbad. Let's get Oceanside PD. Let's get Vista PD. Everyone, everyone out there, let's get the sheriffs out there. You know, just as much as you can get out there to just have an appreciation night for all the people that do all this, that do so much work for all of us. Yeah, looking forward to seeing how that one turns out. Should be a great game against a great team. But for now, as we said, um, we haven't had an episode for a couple of weeks, so we've missed a couple of series. We're going to cut a couple of them short and sweet. Had a series against Las Vegas. Didn't really go our way. And that's where we'll leave that. Took a trip up to Fresno. And I don't know if you saw a social media post with a final score that just read Fresno more, San Diego less. That's all you need to know about that series. We'll move on from there to the home series that we just had most recently against the Long Beach Shredders that started on Saturday. Started off first period, Luke Avedisian scores a goal for the Sabres. First period ends 1-0. Second period, Long Beach ties it up, and we go into the third tied at two. In the third period, Ludwig Nielsen is assisted by Luke Avedisian, and the Sabres are up 2-1. And then with 124 remaining, Long Beach ties it up and we go to overtime where we only get halfway through that overtime period and Long Beach nails the coffin shut on the Sabres night at Carlsbad Town on Saturday. 3-2 final in overtime. Uh, Justin Lakin had 43 saves. It was a great performance by the boys. I think this team knows how to play against Long Beach. I think we've proved that this weekend and in our last series that we played up at their place. But, you know, we were a minute and a half away from taking the W in this one. And it happens. Obviously, Long Beach is throwing everything they can at the net. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, I think everybody was happy to get a point out of that game, at the very least, because we definitely needed it. There were no heads hung too low after that loss. Everybody knew how well we played and just had to go shake it off and go into Sunday. Yeah, that was the number one thing in the locker room Saturday night. Uh, Like you said, not a lot of heads 
hung low. A lot of guys were more determined to just get right back out on the ice, honestly. Uh, a few of those guys, they could have got another three periods, honestly, if you would have let them. Uh, they're just really fired up for that Sunday morning game, and I'll let you explain how that went. Sunday afternoon at Carlsbad Town, the Long Beach Shredders were back, and we had a taco truck outside, which was wildly successful. So uh, I know I went back for double orders. I don't know about you. Oh, fantastic. I cannot tell you enough how good that taco truck was there. <laughs> So that was a good treat for all the Sabres fans who showed up Sunday afternoon. But getting into the game, starts off first period, Long Beach scores a goal and ends the first period 1-0. Sabres come in to the second period looking to respond, and wow, did they. Within the first minute of the period, Ludwig Nielsen, assisted by Mati Lempiainen, to tie the game up at one. And then just six minutes later, Ludwig Nielsen scores again on the power play. And then just a minute and 45 seconds or so after that, Mati Lempiainen with a goal of his own, assisted by Reed Laurie and Carson Brown. Three goals there in the second period, and the Sabres run that score all the way to the end, hold on to the third period to not give up any goals. The Sabres were a perfect five for five on the penalty kill. Absolutely amazing performance. Philip Poir's 47 saves and the recipient of the swag chain. That was exactly what the boys were looking for and what the boys were expecting Saturday night in the locker room after an overtime loss. They knew that they can come in Sunday and get a result like that. I think that was the first time this season we scored three goals in one period and the boys were buzzing. Absolutely. Everybody who was in the building was buzzing. Literally, if you would have seen the reaction of that bench from the beginning of the second period to the end of the second period, It would have been night and day. The guys were loving it. The crowd was loving it. I was loving it. And just overall great performances by both Ludwig and Matty. He was just both guys having just a great game out there. Matty is one of those guys who's just always around the puck when he's on the ice. You just can't shake him off of any play without having to first – I mean, I'm not throwing any accusations, but without throwing any (laughs) illegal punches, wink, wink. Nah, could never happen here. Yeah, it never happens to Matty. You know, that guy's unscathed. Yeah, I will say he is unscathed by stuff like that, though. Dude just gets up and keeps on chugging every shift. Yeah, I I see him get up, shake his head, say something. Uh, I don't know what he's saying, but I'm pretty sure I know what he's saying. And just go straight back to the bench and wait for his next one. Yeah, so as you said, good performances there from uh, Ludwig Nielsen and Matty Lempiainen, two points each in a 3-1 victory over the Long Beach Shredders. Again, I will say, crucial points gained and crucial points taken away from Long Beach. You know, as I said, it's going to be a tough task to take some points from this Lake Tahoe team that is proven to be very difficult to take down, as proven by their 10-1 record to this point in their first year of existence and three players in the top five in the division in points. But... You know, the boys are riding a high coming off of that series. You know, it probably mentally feels like two wins, even though it was an overtime loss and a win. So coming in, this is the hottest we've been all season. And we got some reinforcements coming in. Got some guys getting healthy. And, you know, we're ready to give Lake Tahoe a run for their money and take some points away from the top dogs in the Pacific. Yeah, exactly. Uh, If we had a video podcast, I'd say put up the graphic right now, but these are my points for this series. 
I want to see more than just goals coming out of that first and second line. A lot of these times, the big plays are only being made by their first few guys, and then the third and fourth lines just look weaker. Yeah, they're they're capitalizing on defense, but even in these some of these wins, their goalie is still giving up a lot of goals. Focus more on the defense and get more get those other lines more strengthens up. A positive for them, they are very good at scoring goals. Uh, if you look at any of those first or second lines, they come out solid. They're fast on the ice. They're ready to go every single time. And not a lot of talking coming from them. Now I'm not like I'm talking trash talking. They're just all business. They all stick to the game. No one needs to get done, and they get it done. On the Sabres aspect, things we have to look out for. Obviously, we need to bolster up that defense, like I was saying earlier. But with the addition of new players, it always means you have to find that synergy still, which uh, sadly they didn't get a lot of just because it's been a shorter week because he got here later in the week. But hopefully with the few practices they got with him, let's get it going, boys. You know, it's going to be good getting out there on the ice once again playing a new team be the last new team you got to play before we start playing repeats and positives my biggest positive is Ludwig Nielsen honestly that guy comes out here and he puts on a show every single game whether we are getting blown out or it is a close nail-biter game you always see him out there hustling and it's good to see not putting down any of you other guys just giving a good shout out to my boy Luda yeah I think everybody knows that Ludwig looks pretty solid when he skates the dude Looks like he belongs on skates. Yeah, it looks like he was. He it looks like he was born with skates on his feet. Uh, he just he walks on there better than most people can walk on land. Well, as you all know here, if you've listened to the podcast prior, we have an interview every week with somebody on the Sabers or somebody involved with the Sabers, and this week is going to be the first time that it is not going to be a player interview. This week we're going to have on with us the head athletic trainer from Resilient Strength and Conditioning, 500 yards away from Carlsbad Icetown. He has been working with the Sabres all season since they all came into town, getting them all ready for the season, getting them on the correct regimens and doing what they should be doing for their body. So they're not overworking themselves. They're getting themselves in the correct shape, the correct way. So we're going to get Scott on the line you know, try to take a deep dive with him and see what an everyday looks like with this Sabre squad over at Resilient and see what he perhaps has learned from working with the Sabres, just like what we may have learned from working with him and his team over at Resilient Strength and Conditioning. So with that, we're going to send it over to Scott now. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Hansen. All right, Sabre Nation, joining us here into the den is the head strength and conditioning coach for the San Diego Sabres, Mr. Scott Hansen. How are you doing today, Scott? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Of course. Glad to have you. Um, why don't you start by giving us a little bit of a background of yourself, where you're from, uh, maybe where you studied and whatnot? Yeah, so uh, I'm from uh, a little town near Portland, Maine called Westbrook, and uh, I wrestled all through school. I uh, didn't really know much about hockey. Uh, in, in Maine, Orono is really, really far from Portland, where the University of Maine is. And so the, that's really all, uh, most of what you hear about for hockey, really, back there. So didn't really know much about it, to be honest with you. Didn't grow up a hockey fan necessarily or anything like that. But uh, we did have some AHL teams in Portland uh, over the years. The Maine Mariners and then, you know, uh, the Portland Pirates or whatever. So you went to a couple of games. It was cool. But I uh, went to school in, in Virginia uh, at Old Dominion. And I uh, got a degree in, in exercise science there. 
And uh, yeah, I, I ended up kind of cutting my teeth at Mike Boyle strength and conditioning back in uh, outside of Boston. And Mike was the, the head strength and conditioning coach for Boston university hockey for about 30 years at his own private facility as well. And so I just got indoctrinated with the sport then and started working with lots and lots of hockey players from all levels, from uh, little guys all the way through. And there, there were pro guys and stuff like that. that were in there a lot and whatnot. So I, I was just really lucky to be around a lot of really good coaches or a lot of really good players. And then, uh, at some point, uh, five years ago or so, uh, I got tired of the cold and uh, decided there was no real need to, to be in the snow anymore. So made out to California and then ironically ended up uh, right next to a hockey rink uh, here with Resilient. So now now uh, we still have hockey players and uh, we're just, you know, 4,000 miles away. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a difference in weather from <laughs> Portland, Maine to San Diego, California. Eh? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm never going back, man. I'm pretty sure <laughs> for, for maybe any reason. Uh, I don't even know. Holidays, whatever. People can come to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's hard sell to get your family to come out to San Diego in the winter. It's not. It's not at all. <laughs> so what you said a little bit kind of got me thinking. Up mm -hmm. in Maine, I kind of just thought, you know, everybody would maybe be a Bruins fan. But do you think Maine University hockey is bigger than the Bruins up there? It's a good question. I don't think it's bigger unless Maine's having a nice run. When I was a kid, I believe it was 92. Uh, University of Maine had Paul Correa. They won a national championship. Uh, they just, they were lights out. And I remember the whole state was just, was just going crazy about them then. And I remember there were a couple of years after where they did. And there were a few runs like that that were mixed in when I was a kid. But I think in general, people are more pro hockey there because University of Maine is just three, four hours away from from Portland and civilization in the state. So it's kind of hard to get up there. They may play some games, you know, down Southern Maine a little bit more sometimes here or there, but uh, in general, I'd say it's probably more of a Bruins place now. When I was growing up though, it was probably a little bit more University of Maine when Sean Wallace was there and all that. Now, when it comes to the Sabres and working over at Resilient, how did that all come about? Did somebody with the Sabres come to you guys or did you guys say, hey, there's a hockey rink right down the road. Let's go see if they need some help. Like, how did that all materialize? Yeah. Uh, so we we purchased Resilient um, during COVID. Uh, the previous owner was looking to get back to the East Coast. And, uh, you know, I I'd had a relationship with him and asked if I was interested. I had just been renting space independently at the time. So, so I said, yeah, sure. And then uh, last spring, Dom had reached out and just kind of wanted to, to kind of have a conversation about it. At the time, we had a bunch of uh, youth teams uh, coming through here and stuff. And we have a lot of hockey players from that rink in general. And then James, ironically, was up in the Fresno Valley, knew someone that had a facility there. I think he was a part of actually starting that facility. He and I... The, the owner there and I were, were Instagram friends and he kind of knew about us, what we were doing here. Uh, hopefully we made a good enough impression and uh, he kind of connected. So then Don came over, we, we talked a little bit about what that would look like, what was necessary for the Sabres. I had been a strength coach for a junior team back outside Boston for, for a few years already. So I'd had experience with the schedule, the level, what it kind of consisted of a little bit and, and whatnot. And then it kind of materialized you know, uh, late summer that, that it was going to be a go. And, uh, and so now we're, we're about two months or so in, and, uh, and it's been great. Just a great group of guys. Uh, they work hard. Uh, they, they take coaching. They, uh, they're, they're a great group and that I have to hold them back more than I have to push them forward, which is, which is a great, a great situation to be in as a strength coach. 
yeah, I guess it's a lot better than the other way around, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, you know, there, there, there's also, you know, it can be a little tough too, where you're like, Hey, you know, we're not ready for the 700 pound deadlifts here, boys. Let's, let's tone it down a notch, you know, but, uh, but they're, they're all, they're smart guys. They, they just want to work. They want to get better every day. Um, there's not a lot of cheerleading on my end. It's just, Hey, here's what, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. Um, sometimes it's, it's explaining why we're doing it. And, uh, and then they, they just get to work and, and it's great. You know, they have a, they have a good group they're turning the radio up, you know, they're, they're getting after it, having fun, busting chops a little bit here and there. And it's a really good situation because I think when we hear the words peer pressure, there's always a negative connotation to it, but, but positive peer pressure exists as well. And I, and I think that's what we get a lot with this group, which is, which is really exciting. Yeah. You always just have the energies bouncing off of the guys as they, you know, just pump each other up to pump up. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. No. And, it, and it's definitely not the type of thing that you might see in a, in a commercial gym setting where it's just like some curls and some chests and things like that. You know, we're, we're doing some things that sometimes aren't so sexy, you know, we're, we're doing some things to make sure we're getting our mobility and our hips uh, improved. We're doing some things to make sure that our shoulders are staying healthy and stable throughout the course of the year. You know, these guys are, are just giant meat missiles out there on the ice and we got to make sure we have body armor on them so that when they make contact, they don't explode, you know, and, and sometimes it's not sexy and it's just, you got to just do it so that the performance is there and, uh, and they just do it all. They don't, they don't, you know, try to skip on this or that, or just try to do curls, you know, which is awesome. It's really, really a good group on that level. Yeah. Meat missile. I mean, Next time you can just go ahead and say Weston Olson. You don't got a sugar coat. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There's a couple other ones that uh, that might be a little bit smaller, right? But but uh, similar, similar in, in stature. So I'm wondering um, if you guys have a specific philosophy there that you try to give to your clients there at Resilient. Just get into that a little bit if that does exist and if it potentially differs when you're working with the Sabres. Yeah. So, so our, our number one thing is I think you hear uh, sports specific thrown around a lot. And, and at the end of the day, all sports require a lot of the same attributes. You need to be fast. You need to be powerful. You need to be able to, to have enough muscle mass on you in the collision sport, at least because that's what holds your skeleton together. You'd be able to move laterally and accelerate and all those different things. So instead of being like, sports specific if you will we're much more athlete specific meaning what are the gaps that each athlete has to to get to that ultimate level that we're looking to get in strength and athleticism and power and those things and so then we just match up where someone's at to where we need them to go and then each person within the group setting is able to get their own individualized level of a program so you can do it all together. However, everyone's kind of just at a different place. Sometimes that's different weight. Sometimes that's a slightly different exercise. Sometimes it's a very different exercise, but we're able to do that. When it comes down to the Sabres, you know, a lot of these guys have been skating for a really, really long time and your body adapts uh, accordingly. And sometimes that's great for hockey, but not so great in terms of how your body feels. So we, we spend a little bit of time, um, you know, and there's probably a, a little bit of a difference from hockey to some other sports. And, and each sport does have some nuanced difference. But what we do basically with these guys is make sure that the groin, the hips, the shoulders, all the, all the places that get overuse injuries and then collision injuries, we try to spend a little extra time uh, and, and attention on to make sure that they're, they're durable as well as can perform well. Because it's great if you're a stud for one game, but when you get a 44-game season – 
and you're playing back-to-backs every single weekend, you know, you got to be durable. You got to be able to, to be dependable and be able to go out there night after night. So we got to make sure that they, they also have that durability component to those, those common trouble areas that hockey has. So that's, I'd say, what the difference is mostly with, with the Sabres and hockey in general, I would say. But across the board with whatever athlete comes in, I'd say about 80 to 90% of our program is going to be the same for a lot of those sports. It's just, there's going to be that 10 to 20% that's slightly different in terms of like their conditioning and problem areas and injury prevention and things like that. Uh, I was kind of wanted to ask, I was like, uh, so how did it feel coming all the way over here to still be working with more hockey teams? Like, did, did you expect that when you first came to California? Like, did you expect to even see hockey at all? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, I, I knew the goals were out here, but I expected I would just like, pop in and catch a couple of games here and there, not, uh, not to actually be involved with hockey, uh, uh, you know, from a performance standpoint. Uh, but it's great. I mean, it, it's really a fun sport with, because the culture of the sport is so fun to be around. And, and there's just such a good group. You know, there are some sports that, that the weight room has just been acclimated to the culture of the sport, like football. I mean, there's not a football player in, in the country that hasn't bench pressed or, or squatted, you know, it's just, it's, it's part of the game. And, and hockey is one of those ones where I don't know if it's, it's been acclimated into the performance world until more recently. And so what you see is a lot of things that happen that I guess people aren't really sure what to do and how to do it or, or what the optimal way to, to prepare for hockey is, even though a lot of people have been doing it for a long time, it's just, it's like the, the performance world isn't, isn't as ingrained in hockey players. So it's like the ego isn't there. Sometimes the metrics aren't there. You know, when you look at the NFL combine and you see someone bench press 225, anybody off the street almost knows what a good score is per position. We don't really have that so much with hockey. And so it's a lot of fun to work with because the guys are great. The culture is great, like I said. But there's also just guys just want to get better. And it's not these these weird necessary tests that are just hanging over their head that they're kind of arbitrary uh like they are in some other sports you know they just they come in they work hard they get after it they bust some chops they tell some some mediocre jokes and and you know we we have a lot of fun with with the process of it but but we're not measured by the same the same kind of arbitrary tests i guess as some other sports are which which makes the you know people are more open to it i think when you throw something in there like a single leg squat People are like, okay, I mean, I skate on one leg at a time, so that makes sense. Where in some other sports, you throw something like that into the mix, and they're like, well, this isn't a back squat, so why are we doing it? And there's a little more pushback. Um, so, so I'd say like that's, that's kind of a, a little bit of a difference in working with hockey. It's something I really, really enjoy because you can change your ideas on things and try some different things that, that, um, that make sense without the pushback. People are like, if it's going to make me better, cool, let's do it. You know, and you're able to do it. Pretty awesome how you guys just like pretty much just hang out, honestly, just hanging out, working out together, you know, just regular business, you know, nothing, nothing crazy, just hanging. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. And that's another thing with, with some other sports. Sometimes, you know, you get broken up by position into the weight room or you get broken up into meetings and things like that. And, and with hockey, it's like the group is the group. Like there's 20, 25 guys that are coming in at a time. And, you know, the backup goaltenders going with the first line wingers, you know, and they're all they might be just like switching off on the same rack. And I'm sure they're all good buddies off the ice and they all spend time together and they're they're you know, where they're staying and things like that. 
but it's just another opportunity to kind of uh, meld everyone together and build relationships across no matter who you are, what position you play in a way where I don't know if the wide receiver and the defensive linemen are really friends in football the same way, you know, and things. So it's a great opportunity to kind of build that camaraderie when you're sweating together, you're working hard together, you're, you're challenging each other and, and you're answering the bell. You know, it, it kind of, I think, is another way for guys to build trust in their teammates as well. Uh, knowing who's going who's gonna to show up when, when you challenge them a little bit. And, and it's, it's, it's a unique sport in a lot of ways. And I think everyone wants to say that about whatever sport they're involved with, but no other sport takes place on, you know, a razor going across a sheet of ice. So it is different. No yeah. How you it. <laughs> All right. Well, Scott, I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be with us. I'm going to leave you with one more question here. Okay. Um, I want you to talk about your team there at Resilient. Uh, I'm just wondering, do you have guys that you have that are specifically there to really work in the rehab aspect with some of these guys, maybe somebody that's working really hard on cardio just uh, give your guys a little bit of a shout out here. Yeah, so so not so much like that. It, it's a, it's a, a well rounded grouping. But when it comes down to like physical therapy, massage therapy, we have a network that we we sub out to and we send people to. You know, um, I think if you're going to send an athlete somewhere and they trust you, you've got to be very very confident that you're sending them to someone that's going to going to help their situation. And it, try to have all of those people under one roof uh, is just not where we're at right now uh, as a facility. Um, somewhere down the road, I'd love to have that, you know, all under one roof, one-stop shop type of scenario. Uh, we're not there yet. We're still young in, in where we're at. Um, but, you know, I really would love in, in some way to do that. But currently, we, we do have, we have chiros that we send people to that we trust. We have massage therapy, physical therapists. Uh, and different things like that, depending on what the, the issue is that someone is dealing with, you know, just kind of like an orthopedic surgeon, like just because someone can do a surgery doesn't mean that you want him to operate on your shoulder. You know, if you have a shoulder issue and you have to go under the knife, you want to go to a shoulder guy and same goes, you know, for Cairo or massage work, you know, what kind of massage do you need? What are you actually looking at and things? So, so we have built a good network out of that, uh, which has been really, really good. Um, but nobody that, that's under our roof uh, from that standpoint, you know, so, you know, what we have here are, are just really good, smart people that, that can, you know, blend the, the, the performance aspect with, you know, feeling good, but at the same time, when it comes time to like adjust bones or joints or things like that, like that's out of our scope. And, and, you know, that's not something that we deal with necessarily now, but, um, you know, in time, you know, I'd like to think that we'll, we'll have that. Hopefully we keep guys healthy enough that we don't really need it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's literally. for sure. <laughs> that's the end goal. But, but injuries are going to happen, you know, broken bones. There's nothing you can do about those type of things. You know, no matter how, how smart your programming is, like sometimes injuries are going to happen. And it, it's unfortunately a, a part of sports. But if we can minimize the soft tissue stuff, that means we're doing our job on this end to make sure that we're not having, uh, you know, bodies breaking down uh, while they're out there competing. Yeah, well, I know when our guys go down, they can rest assured knowing that they have you and your squad over there at Resilient to get them built back up once they're able to get back in the weight room. And, you know, that's just got to be a weight off of everybody's mind, man. And so we appreciate everything that you and your team does over there. And, you know, looking forward to keeping this partnership going. And I appreciate you taking the time with us this afternoon and looking forward for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, thanks, man. I really appreciate that. You know, I think that sometimes people just, you know, on the outside, just think that we kind of stand here in tight shirts and a clipboard and just count reps and things like that, you know, but at the end of the day, you're, you're pretty invested in, 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 in guys performing well. And, and if you're not, I, I just don't know how you get out of bed in the morning, you know, uh, you know, you, it, it's exciting to, to, to see, you know, young athletes really living out their dreams and, and working their, their tails off in order to do it. And, anything that you can do to help them along the way is just, it's, it's what it's all about, you know, and that's what we're here for. And that's, that's kind of the name and all of that, you know, be resilient physically, mentally, emotionally, all those things. Uh, you know, and that, that's really the plan. And if we can kind of give some of that, you know, back to those guys and, and help them out in that way, boy, you know, that, that's, that's the whole purpose that we have these four walls. So, you know, looking forward to continuing to work with these guys, looking forward to the rest of the year. We're what a quarter of the way in now or so. So, yeah. you know, it's uh, guys are starting to hopefully hit strides and, and, you know, the they're gelling well and all that good stuff. So really looking forward to this weekend, big weekend this weekend. So I'll be at the rink a bunch. So hopefully anyone hears it and they see me around the rink over the course of the weekend, come up and say hello. Yes, absolutely. Looking forward to seeing you soon, Scott. All right, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us, Scott. Um, Scott Hansen, resilient right, strength guys. and conditioning, head strength and conditioning coach for the San Diego Sabres. Thanks again. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you soon. Have a great have a good one, man. Hi, uh, you too. Again, can't stress enough the thanks to Scott Hansen for joining us here into the den this evening. Eye-opening conversation there, a little bit of a deep dive into the weight room world of the Sabres. Well, Austin, I mean, we already talked about the games prior. We already talked about the game coming up. I think all we can do now is sign off and wait for this series against Lake Tahoe coming up very shortly. Yeah, uh, it's going to be a good series. Hopefully we can uh, make a name for ourselves this week. Be a force to reckon with in the uh, Pacific Division here. Honestly, just I'll go out there and play some good hockey. Absolutely. It's the name of the game. All right, that's going to do it for us here this week. My name is Andrew Allegre. And I'm Austin Allegre. Thanks for joining us on this trip into the den. We'll see you guys next time.